Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to Freedom Chronicles, probably the final part today, episode 116. I feel like next week we do we need to do something really lighthearted and fun. Who's in for that? Because it's been a pretty heavy couple of weeks, not just on the podcast, but just life in general. So I think it would be really good to hit up something fun. I think I might get Boy Down the Road Isaiah back. I haven't asked him yet, but um, Isaiah, can you come back for us, please? There you go. There's my there's my ask. I think we need something more lighthearted. So anyway, what I do want to talk about today, last, last part of our chronicles, um, I want to talk about three reasons why no, we are not okay. Australia is not okay. We had Are You Okay Day last Thursday. It always seems to fall on the Academy Day. It's a big day in Australia, something that most people are aware of. And so three reasons, three things I want to address today. The first one, I actually want to address what the Prime Minister did on his Instagram this week, or last week, I should say, by putting up a video asking us if we're okay and then shutting off the comments so we couldn't answer. Uh, Then secondly, I want to look at this issue of people, particularly leaders and pastors, um, that I'm seeing telling us how we're supposed to supposedly love thy neighbor. I want to talk about that. And the third thing that I want to talk about on why we're not okay is because of the crazy discrimination that's become acceptable. So they're the three things I want to talk about today. So let's get started. Let's start with what happened on the prime minister's Instagram last week, where he shared a post last Thursday, which actually was a video. Now, as you know, Are You Okay Day is when we are supposed to, what's really raising awareness, uh, and we're supposed to be asking those people around us if we're okay. And the Prime Minister's post or video, um, he talked about how we all need the opportunity to be asked how we're feeling so that we can share to help us get through. But then interestingly, he asked us how we were feeling, but then shut those comments down. And he also said that it mattered a great deal because the Australian people mattered a great deal. So I guess for me, the words are not aligning with the actions that I'm seeing going on in the country right now. So I wanted to, I guess, be able to answer here since the comments were shut down and we couldn't actually answer on his social media. But no, Mr. Morrison, we're not okay. We're not okay because the damage of lockdowns have far superseded the damage of the virus to us as a nation, economically, mentally, people's uh, personal finances, emotionally, socially and now spiritually as well. We're not okay because vaccine passports are one of the greatest evils I have ever seen introduced into our country. Now, I'll talk a bit more about this in my last point when I address the unconscionable discrimination that I'm starting to see. We're not okay because in parts of our country, the supposed land of the free, we're being told that we cannot worship a basic religious freedom if we don't get this vaccine, we're not okay because your government is forcing a medical procedure that takes away our basic human rights of autonomy over our own bodies. And remember I said, 
and I'll say it again just in case you haven't listened to the last two, this is not a discussion about my opinion or your opinion on the vaccine. This is about everybody's basic human freedoms to be able to choose and then not to be punished for choosing a particular way because that's what's happening. It's like, oh, you've chosen that. I think Daniel Andrews even said it last week on his on a on a press release that if you don't get it, you've chosen wrong. Like, okay, that's interesting. We're not okay because your narrative has scared people so much that the fear is now dividing family member against family member, friend against friend, because you and your government judge us every one now thinks it's okay to judge one another. We're not okay because Lifeline is getting more calls per day than they ever had in their history per day. We are not okay because people who have worked loyally and been wonderful employees in so many different areas and contributed to society through health, through education, through so so many other forms of employment are now facing losing their jobs and their livelihoods and their callings if they want to retain their human right to say no to an experimental vaccine. I had two people just this week texting me so upset, please, Renee, can you please pray because I think I'm about to lose my job. That is unconscionable to me. And for anyone who would say, well, that's their choice, that's your choice, just go get the vaccine. Well, that's hypocritical, isn't it? Because if you force them, then that's not a choice anymore, is it? So no, you asked, and I'm answering on behalf of everyone, we are not okay. That's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The second thing I wanted to look at and address today is how um, I'm seeing a lot of people, including leaders, including religious leaders, Uh, telling people what we must do according to them to fulfill this scripture, love thy neighbor. I want to really address this today because it really um, has bothered me for a long time. Every time I've seen that, hey, do this because it's loving thy neighbor. It is not up to anybody. I don't care who they are to tell us what we must or must not do to hashtag love thy neighbor or quote, I should say, love thy neighbor. And I'll tell you why. What if you happen to think that loving your neighbor is protecting them from an experimental medical procedure? Or what if you think loving your neighbor is protecting them by getting the experimental medical procedure? Who is right? What if you think that loving loving your neighbor is keeping them in isolated lockdown or What if you think loving your neighbor is freeing them from isolated lockdown? Why do you get to tell another person what loving their neighbor is? What about this one? Posting vaxxies on social media. That has become the latest way to virtue signal. Go back to my podcast on virtue signaling if you want to know what is behind that because there are several motivations. But what people are doing when they're doing that is they're pressuring everyone else out of their right to choose. And then using a scripture to do so is even more manipulative in my book. God is not a dictator telling us what to do. So why does that give anyone else the right? And the reason that I think it's wrong is because I don't think that there's a right or a wrong on this issue because it's so complicated. I do not think that another person holds the answer to that question on what you should do. Should you get a vaccine or shouldn't you? Should you wear masks or shouldn't you? 
There's no clear answer, and I don't think that we can also say, thus saith the Lord. You know, I've had people ask me, you know, um, a lot of young adults are asking, well, what would Jesus do? I don't think we can say conclusively what Jesus would do. I mean, your reasoning could be, I'm not comfortable with all of this because, um, you know, for example, I'm not I'm not comfortable with the vaccine because it's not undergone long-term safety trials and it may carry future risks that we don't know about. Or your reasoning could be, I am comfortable with taking it because there's enough evidence to show it does minimize severe symptoms and it could reduce my risk of hospitalization. There are good reasons both ways. There are bad reasons both ways. There are pros and there are cons. Now, Paul talks about this in the book of Romans. He captures the idea, which is what I think we need to apply this idea to this situation, that some things are a matter of individual conscience. And that's why another person does not get to come along and tell you how to quote unquote, love thy neighbor. Let's look at Romans 4. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but it's you can go and read the whole thing. It's verse 1 to 13 of Romans 14. But listen to this and apply it over what's happening right now. Here we go. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. And everything that's going on right now is disputable both ways. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them both. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand." One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Verse 6, whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains, they do so as to the Lord and give thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. All right, let's go down to verse 10. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. There you go. I think that scripture is just amazing when applied to this situation. We need to stop passing judgment. We need to all do what we believe is right in our own conscience. Each of us have to make an account before God of our choices. But let me be clear, we do get to make our own choice. So don't judge another person for their choice. Don't let someone else judge you for your choice. So let me speak to the pastors and the leaders. You don't get to tell anyone else what loving their neighbor is. You do you and let others do themselves. It is wrong to label people because they're not agreeing with you. And that goes for both sides, by the way. I couldn't have said it better than um, James McPherson, who tweeted this week. And let me quote his tweet. Giving up your bodily autonomy to the state is not an example of limiting one's freedoms in the name of loving your neighbor. 
it's an example of permitting tyranny to reign while spiritualizing your lack of care for freedoms, your own and the next generation's. Boom. Thank you, James. I thought that was just such a brilliant quote. So don't spiritualize your care of lack of freedoms by telling me how I have to love my neighbor because that's all it is. Okay. I am not about to spiritualize this whole concept of giving up our freedoms. We should care about that because it's not just affecting our generation. It's affecting the next generation where there is risk. There must be choice and there is risk both ways right now. There is a risk if you do get the vax, there's a risk if you don't, there's a risk if you get corona, there's a risk any which way that you look at this, there are risks and therefore there needs to be choice. If anyone is forced to do something, like if I forced you right now to do something, I'm like, I've I've made this banana bread and you have to eat it. Like even if you're not hungry, even if you don't like banana bread, even if you're allergic to bananas, you have to eat this because I'm telling you to. Of course, you don't want to be forced. You'd be like, uh, excuse me. And same, if you force me to do something, I wouldn't like that either. In fact, what happens when you force someone? It makes them either just give in to shut you up <laughs> or it makes me want to do it even less. Like my, um, when I would go and visit my nana, she would always ask me a thousand times, like if I wanted a, wanted a drink, you want a drink, you want a drink, what do you want? Do you want lemonade? Do you want lemonade? And like, I was never thirsty because I'm someone that just doesn't drink very much. I have to force myself to drink water. I would literally be like, yes, nana, I'll have a lemonade. Thanks. I didn't really want the lemonade, bless my nana, but I just did it because I was like, then she'll stop asking me. And so that's kind of what it's like. If you force people to do something, they're going to end up doing it. Um, you know, either they're going to tell, tell you where to go, because they're like, don't force me, or they'll just go with it because they want to shush you up. So that's what forcing does. Okay. Now that scripture is the foundation of the third thing I want to talk about today, which is this whole issue of discrimination. And that's the third thing I want to address. I wonder if those same leaders who are telling people how to quote, love their neighbor will now stand up for the ones who, according to their standards, are not doing that. So if I haven't done what you want me to do, and I therefore am not loving my neighbor, are you now going to stand up for me? Will the ones who said love thy neighbor is getting the vaccine now stand up for the ones who are not allowed into church with them because they don't want it? Because now we are facing the most reprehensible discrimination in many areas of our life, but let's just talk about worship for a minute, of not being allowed to worship That's part of the roadmap that's happening in New South Wales to get us back to a normal, supposed normal life, that if you're not vaccinated, you cannot worship. That's where we're at right now, a society being split in two with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. I wonder if the same leaders telling us what choices we should all be making to love thy neighbor will stay silent when the unvaccinated cannot attend their church. Now, let me just be clear. The movement that we're a part of is our roles of as pastors of our church, but also of Youth Alive, um, have put out a, an email this week. We will never, and I repeat, never turn our back or close our doors or discriminate against any person who wants to join us in any capacity in worship in any of our services, whether that's, they, they will be they will be welcome regardless of race, regardless of religion, regardless of gender, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of education status, and certainly 
regardless of your medical status. So let me just be clear about that. This discrimination being allowed by our prime minister and encouraged by our state premiers and every politician who are meant to be serving the people of Australia is unconscionable. I saw a, um, it's not a meme, but like I saw a picture this week of um, a bus, a busload of people back in the 1960s. And this was the quote, because in this picture, and I'm looking at it right now, all of the white people are sitting up the back of the bus, sorry, the front of the bus. And there's a few black people jammed down the back, one guy standing. And this is what the quote was with it. Under racial apartheid, non-whites had to sit at the back of the bus. Under Berejiklian, Andrews, Morrison, and I'll add in there Palaget's medical apartheid, the uninjected are not even allowed to travel on the bus. Just let that sink in for a moment. Just let that sink in. I, I've got no words. I just, I want to go on a rant right now <laughs> as if I'm not already. That is unacceptable. We, we teach our young people to look back at history and learn at how disgraceful it was that we ever made non-white people sit at the back of the bus. And now we are in a society where we are happily allowing our government to tell us that people who have a particular medical status are not even allowed on the bus? Honestly, since when is it okay in Australia to discriminate against any person? Isn't it the very fact that we are all different, the very thing that makes us Australian? Haven't we fought against discrimination for decades? This discrimination laid out in the New South Wales Roadway to Freedom is the most unbelievable thing I've ever witnessed in my life. To be discriminated against based on our medical status has never before been seen in our country's history. To be told who we can and cannot have in our own private home, are you kidding me? To be told we cannot worship? To be told we cannot enter a hair salon or eat at a restaurant or go to a sporting event or cinema or a swimming pool? I don't care what position you take, all of us should be able to speak about it. Now we just had Are You Okay Day? Where, like I said at the start, we were encouraged that Are You Okay Day exists so that we can speak up about how we're feeling. And at the very same time, we're shutting people down. We need to take a good, damn hard look at ourselves. Because that is just brings so much terror to my heart, but so much um it really does make me so concerned for our future that we are we are on the one hand telling everyone to speak up and then on the other hand there's a certain group of people that we're shutting down okay that's my that's my rant about those three things but where i wanted to finish this was actually with a word of encouragement after that after i got myself hot under the collar let me speak to all of you who are worried right now which is probably most of you um those of you who are going with your gut right now, whatever, whichever way that is, okay, whatever decision you have made about your own personal life, if you are concerned, but you're going with your gut, I want to talk to you for a minute. And, you know, perhaps some of you are concerned about what's coming for you in the future, either way. I was listening to this wonderful um, uh, chiropractor in America called Bradley Campbell. He's worth following. He's really good. And he did a live the other day 
And what he said was so wonderful. I thought, oh, I want to finish this series on this because I wanted to finish it on a positive note. He said that we can see choice in two ways. Some people see choice as worrying, like it gives them anxiety. They get overwhelmed, so they're happy to let other people choose for them. Or we can choose to see our choice, the fact that we have a choice still, as a complete blessing. Now, let me talk about seeing it as a blessing. Now, we are not in a communist country yet. I say yet because I feel like we're heading there. But we do get the blessing of choice right now. Now, I know that that might mean a consequence, but we still get to choose. So don't see it that your choice means that you're going to be stuck. No, be grateful that we have a choice to fight back. Be grateful that we still do have a choice to speak up. We have a choice to stay in our job. We have a choice to leave our job and create a new life. We have the choice to believe what we want to believe. We can still stand against the crowd and go with our gut, regardless of which way that that might be. So the fact that we have a choice means that we still are a free person. Now, those choices might result in consequences right now, but we are still free to choose that. So therefore, let's see that as a blessing. And that's where I just wanted to finish because that really, and this has been a bit of a short one today, 20 minutes, but that really spoke to me. It's like, you know, in a world where I feel I wake up every morning and to be honest, sometimes I do feel a bit overwhelmed and Cameron's like, babe, you've got to give your mind a break. But I'm like, I know, but I'm researching for the podcast. Um, but just to hear that guy talk about that and he was driving along in his car and the, the top was down and he had his dog with him and, you know, he's facing everything that the rest of us are facing, but there was just so much peace in his heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, we've got a choice right now, whether we choose to exist in peace and trust and gratefulness or whether we choose the worry and the anxiety. And so I just wanted to finish this Freedom Chronicles on that point that, you know, today I choose and I want you to choose with me. I choose peace. I choose to trust God and I choose to be grateful that we still have the freedom to choose right now. And so let's let's think of all the things that we're grateful for. You know, go and take a walk today. Go and go and eat at a nice restaurant today while we all still can. Let's just be grateful for the things that we've got today. But please know I am thinking of all of us. And while I have breath in my body, I will fight. I will fight for freedoms. The freedoms that you've heard me talk about that my grandparents fought for, I will continue to fight, not just for my generation, but for the next generation. I will fight for your right to choose whatever that looks like. I have not got any issues, no matter what it is that your choice is. I have no issues with that. I just want you to be free to make that choice. All right. And so I will fight, fight with me. Um, and guys, I'm just so appreciative of all of your comments. I'm appreciative of all of the messages that I get. I am appreciative of all the encouragement. It does take a lot of time out of my week to prepare um, all of this, but I'm really grateful to you who get something out of it because it makes it all worthwhile. So um, also, 
keep your eye out, guys. I've decided I'm going to start on um, on Patreon as well um, because I just thought, you know what, it would be a great way for you guys to be able to show your support of the podcast. So just be on the lookout on my social media for, a, for an announcement around that. Um, I would super appreciate your guys' support. Anyway, I love you all. Be at peace and have a wonderful week. And I'll be with you on Friday for Parenthood. We'll see you then. Bye.